From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addicts episode 572. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hi, Mike. How are you? Are you Pen Addict on Threads, Brad? <laughs> I am at Pen Addict on Threads. Do we have to include that in the in the end now? Uh, I mean, I guess up to, that's up to you. For me, I think, yeah, I. I saw your I think, post. I think this is the one for me, man. I think Threads is the one for me. I'm not going to discount Threads from what I've seen so far. So I'm I not mean, there yet. This stat is peculiar to me because mm-hmm. isn't your biggest audience on Instagram? Yeah. So when was this? Today's Wednesday. So probably like Monday. Like I don't check in on Threads every day since I've since I'm got my since i synced up over there Uh basically you don't even create account you just like sync up and now you exist so i checked back in and i was like huh this is literally like all the artists all the friends all the people i enjoy seeing visually stuff from just like now talking over there so yeah we'll see i haven't spent enough time over there to determine the 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 attention i will give it but that is the it's very tempting to spend more time over there mm-hmm. you know i i love my mastodon and my micro dot blog communities those are very fun and very chill and very relaxing and um threads takes a little bit of the the instagram comments and puts them in a twitter type feed and to have like just the built-in people that you already follow despite all the other random insertions <laughs> that they're going to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Like I, I'm not going to discount it. So I'm not ready to like, I'm to make any like proclamations or anything, but um, I am on blue sky now as well. I just wanted to get my name over there. To I, me, it's, it's that's really the one that I there. feel like that's gone. <laughs> right. Like I do not like respect it over there. to the people that enjoy blue sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue sky has had its time. It didn't I really, capitalize. I really hate the experience over there. Just like the, the visual, like yeah. the, the whole layout and everything is like that, that that's not it chief, but I did want to get my name over there, even though there's plenty of other options over there, but someone finally, I caught uh Hey, I've got an invite at the correct time. I was like, okay, give me that. And I threw my name up there, uh, followed a few people and like, I no, 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 no. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see it is it is the wild west who knew in it's 2023 great, it? it would be the wild west of social media i actually yeah, kind of like it this is like the friendster plurk yeah. pounce myspace type of time where we're all just trying to figure things out again I feel like we, yeah and i feel like it's, it's like this it's whole actually reboot. feels good that there are options mm-hmm. and you can choose the one you want and maybe something different can be rebuilt in the like fire of Twitter, right? Right, right. That's kind of and how just, I feel. Let's just be clear: like people should go where they're the most comfortable and have mm-hmm. you know the most time, most enjoyable time, and or not. Like, like this is nothing you need to do. But either, I feel right? like this is too, all though, like ancillary. Like, but yeah, for, like for us, it's different. Yes, it is. But I feel like we're also on the precipice of all of these things being able to work together as well, and that is also very exciting to me. That like that is the one high mark for threads. Yeah, is I think there's going to be some opportunity to tie in a bunch of things. Right, they seem very focused on 
being part of like decentralized social media to federate social media and yeah, we'll see. yeah uh, like it, they they are building this thing to work with activity pub which is a standard that would let it communicate with things like mastodon so like in theory you could use mastodon but follow people that are on threads i right. think that it's going to be very complicated because of how successful threads has been but mm. They keep talking about it, and I believe them that they are that this is where they're working towards because there is zero to lose for Meta and only gain to yeah, to being like, open. Yeah, and I think you know from my perspective, like all I want is I want I want good stewards of the community, and yeah. like that's kind of a big hang up for me on a lot of things, right? Like I'm very. <laughs> Uh, adamant about certain things and sometimes I'm less adamant and I just hope you know I don't get burned in the end is the way I think about a lot of things so like yeah but again, I can get that's some good I stewardship like it's hard world of hard. things being a little bit more like the federated nature of stuff is that mm-hmm. so like you know leaving Twitter I have not been able to rebuild my follow account to the same levels because like I took mm-hmm. a break and with Mastodon that kind of thing and mm-hmm. you know I have threads but my Instagram following was never as large as my Twitter following and so mm-hmm. like each one of these services that I'm at I have like wildly different numbers along all of them mm-hmm. and one of the great things about this hopeful federated future is that doesn't matter because you would just take your following list with you and people would just right. come along with you so I don't know we'll see but it, we're we'll in a see. time of great upheaval in yep. social media. Is this connected? Are we unconnected right now? I mean, basically, I've made a kind of pledge to myself that I'm just going to talk about this in every single one of my shows. So you, you've just been swept up in that, I'm afraid. And that's fair. And it matters to us, right? Like yes. it does. Like we like and to, I I like to share share things. Yeah, yeah. I like to share things, right? And yeah. hey, social media is a good way to share things, get instant feedback on topics, you know. Um, we are know, creators. Just have fun. Creators yeah. need attention. It's how we survive, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it is quite important to us. We are interested in it, but also like this is an implicit, explicit call to action to follow me and Brad anywhere you are. I am I Mike. I am YKE. Brad is Pen Addict. I would yeah. like you to follow me on Threads, but you can also follow me on Mastodon. I'm active there too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to you. Yeah, and so the thing that uh, your point you're just making without directly making it is I'm not going to put myself all in one bucket. Like I followed companies that were just everything was on Twitter or personalities where everything was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's, man, you just got burned no matter how much you're going to fight that, yeah. right? No matter how much you're saying and you and your you know, 300,000 followers, you're like, you're staying. This is where I built my thing. It's like I like... I would not be able to mentally handle that. Like I, 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 I can't ever have well, put no. myself in that situation. Right. That's why we blog. That's why we podcast. podcast. I mean, look, you know, we can take this all this stuff place. with us. Yeah, we, right. I right. have your attention, listener, better here than I do on any social media platform. I'm aware of that. Right. But like, mm-hmm. this it is a way to get new people to find out about. X, Y, or Z. And also, like, mm-hmm. maybe you listen to me on the pen addict, but you're not interested in my tech stuff. But mm-hmm. I might have something else I want to share with you that maybe is like a product or whatever. And so I would like it if you follow me on social media so you'll catch that, even if I wouldn't talk about it here, you know? So, like, yep. these are the kind of, this is why we care about it. Yep. That's great. Yeah. So, 
we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep uh what do they say it uh uh clockwise we keep watching watch what we say and keep watching the clock yeah so we'll keep watching the clock here on this Mm -hmm. social media stuff so i'm i'm glad we had this conversation i was not expecting this uh today i always have lots of opinions lots of things to say about this and uh yeah y'all can always ask us questions more uh, you know about what we're thinking what we're doing and we're both of us are glad to talk about it and explain reasons why and 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 things like that so very good yeah i'm pretty fired Um, up about it right now yeah i i think threads was the turning point right Mm -hmm. whether that thread is gonna i'm sorry to keep belaboring this point i'm trying to get out of it myself but i think that made everyone think a little bit differently about all of this which is interesting to me didn't see that coming i'm now gonna make another final point on your final point (laughs) i think the difference here is all of the other services much respect to them all always felt like there are parts of communities or whatever that are splintering away and going to this other thing, but Twitter's mm-hmm. going to continue. I think mm-hmm. Threads is the first one that actually poses the real threat to them. Okay. Like, and that's what's changed. Is like mass, you know, all of these services of like maybe for a little bit, like Mastodon was like taking off. Like, oh, is this going to be? No, it's not going to mm-hmm. be the one. But Threads did that in like three days. You know, yeah. like, you know, yeah. in, in five days, they passed 100 million users. That is obscene. No product has ever done this before. Like, they, you know, we were talking a, f- a few months ago about the fact that OpenAI did it for ChatGPT in uh, a month. They got to 100 million users. Mm-hmm. And that was like never been done in history. Threads just did it in five days. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready to talk pins? Yes. We have some follow-up. This is my favorite kind of follow-up. We have on the ground, feet on the ground, Mike, on checking out all the Muji stores around the world for the Muji polycarbonate fountain pen. So we talked about this last week uh, when I discovered that I had actually talked about it like a year and a half ago. But the curiosity came up. Basically, does this pen exist in Muji stores, right? Because I think it's an amazing pen and people should go buy it. So we had two two reports. Uh, the first one, Mike from Italy, from uh, Cabellino, said, I went to one of the Muji stores in Milan, Italy today and asked about their fountain pen. They said they've not been getting them in for a while, probably since January. Same thing with the friction erasable pens. I didn't know the frictions were also a Muji pen. Something's up with whoever makes pens for them. So that was Cavallino's take on this, um, which I really appreciated. I was shocked from Milan, Italy, no Muji fountain pens. Then we flip uh, flip the globe upside down, Mike. From Australia, the Muji Platinum Preppy fountain pen is available in the Australia Muji stores. So Quilladilic on Instagram went and grabbed one. So how cool is that? We got reports from Italy, reports from Australia. So if there are any more reports out there on the Muji pen, let us know. Please, this please is, write in. Is, I like this. Yeah. Uh, this is let great. us know where you're from and where you found them or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic, classic. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, Quilladilic did uh, come away with one. We'll have a link to their Instagram post. So yeah, just just so there, you know, it's not just uh, lip service. They They physically bought the pen and it's right there on their Instagram. So how cool is that? Where else can people go and buy pens, Mike? 
They can go to penchalet.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Pen Chalet. You can go buy pens, but you can also buy all the accessories you might want. Maybe you're looking for some carrying cases for a pen show you got coming up, pen holders or refills. Maybe you want a bottle of ink. Maybe you want some converters or some new cartridges. doesn't matter what you're looking for. Pen Chalet has got it. They have all of the brands that you're looking for, and they have new products hitting the site Every single month, you're going to find new stuff there. Honestly, weekly, it feels like you're going to find new things mm. over at Penchalet. It's always worth going and checking them out because they also have discounts. Every couple of weeks, you're going to find new discounts over at Penchalet as well as the great discounts that they give to pen addict listeners exclusively. Penchalet do fast and reliable customer service is part of who they are. They have low, uh, low prices on high-quality products and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's what they care about. They sell international with great shipping rates, and they do free shipping on orders of over $75 in the United States. So if you go head over to panchalet.com, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password PENADDICT there, and you'll find some special offers just for PENADDICT listeners and the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time over at Penchalet. One thing before we get into the deals that Ron at Penchalet set up for us this week, it is Christmas in July, Mike. The Diamine 2023 Inkvent calendar, purple oh edition, is up for pre-order. Why? <laughs> this caught me very, very off guard. Why is but, this hey, happening? <laughs> people love this thing. Like, can I you know, imagine? No, I know, and it makes sense, and I understand why they love it. But it's yeah. July. <laughs> Whoever at diamine did this the first year i hope they're like in the c-suite now because this is they have crushed this this has become a thing right this is literally a stationary thing every year and you believe uh, it's it's only diamine doing this (laughs) there's yeah uh, no i can't um there's some other companies that have some not to this level right where it's It's not to this consistency thing like yeah. it's it looks like an advent calendar, you know, right? Like yes. it's like right, you know, because I remember that first year where it was like just here's is some bags <laughs> and they got some vials <laughs> in them. Do you like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And now it's like it's like an actual thing. But like I'm just really surprised that this hasn't proliferated across the industry more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone wants. To, sometimes the idea is so good you can't duplicate it because then you're just a copycat, right? True. Like true. you can't. It's so good everyone's gonna go. Oh well, Diamond did that. You know, like yep. why should why should we do that? So you got to come up with something different, which that's the challenge, really. So, all right, back to the deals that that caught me very much off guard today. Um, the classic Y Studio, my resolute wooden notepad stand and ballpoint pens. This is just a classic note writing desk set that if you're into the style of Y Studio like I am, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. And speaking of inks, the Colorverse Astrophysics sets, those are on sale here. There's one, two, three, four, seven different um, mm. color sets. And with Colorverse, that means you get a main ink bottle color like a 65 milliliter bottle and then you get a smaller 15 milliliter bottle and there's all these different combinations so this is the andromeda black hole gravity wave quasar redshift supernova vortex motion Uh, those are all the primary ink colors in there so those are a great great way to uh, expand your your ink lineup so um and then I keep seeing this here. I, I, I'm not going to get it, but I, I keep looking at it. It's the Visconti Opera Demo Carousel Rollerball. 
because the carousel material that they use for this Visconti um, is stu- this stunning blue material. And it's a roller ball, and it's like half price, and it's so tempting just because it's cool. I don't think I would use it enough to to justify the price, but dang, if I don't keep, I've looked at this so many times, and like I keep threatening, but not not today, Ron, not today, Ron. But maybe he's gonna get me one of these days because all of these deals are always so good. Penchalet.com. Hit the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password Pen Addict. Our thanks to Penchalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Shout out of the week, Mike. Shout stationary, week. stationary pizza. Stationary okay. pizza. What do you think? So let, let me give let me give a shout out to Ivan. Then I'll ask you your the question I'm going to ask you uh, later. Um, Ivan has been a longtime follower, friend, a supporter, blogger. Been around the community for a long time, and I guess over the past couple of years now has written a blog called Stationary Pizza. Uh huh. And I link to it all the time. And I found it find it interesting. So I follow Ivan on micro.blog and we talk we talk some and he has explained the idea behind stationary pizza. And he basically just takes writes like digital notes of stationary thoughts that he has and then schedules them out like he has like a month in advance worth of these little little notes coming into this blog and there's no photos ever right it's only a text-based blog and it's fascinating because it talks about the thought process right like ivan's done a different blog in the past and you know had photos and like traditional like review blog you know kind of like i do but this is a really good concept of just taking your stationary thoughts putting them down and you can see like ivan working through like the processes hey i'm changing up my bullet journal hey this doesn't work hey that doesn't work and it's just like this running log of stationary uh, posts. And I, I really, really like it. And I, I link to it all the time because I, I think Ivan is very smart and has a really good mm-hmm. look at uh, stationary. So now my question, Mike, to you, mm-hmm. should you ever create a blog title with an emoji in the name? Why wouldn't you? Okay, fair enough. I like it. Um, I, I joke with Ivan that... Um, the pizza slice emoji is one of my most used emojis because I have to use it when I linked <laughs> to his blog. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes up in like my, my most frequently used <laughs> emoji list because I'm always linking to stationary pizza and I always put the pizza slice in because that's how the uh, the blog is named. So uh, yeah, I, I'm very much pro this, but uh, we'll see uh, Does it if it breaks any CMSs. <laughs> no, I think that is... Uh I was always worried about this with our CMS, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it really is just Unicode. So yeah, yeah. as long it's just as gonna it's going to read it anyway, exactly. Yeah, the text. It's just going to ring it as a read it as a string of characters. So yeah, as long as as long as you've done a half decent job of coding it, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to Ivan. Uh, I I love the site and uh, keep it up and keep being awesome. So. Speaking of awesome, Mike, I don't normally do this for pen shows that I don't attend, but I got so much feedback on the new Pacific Northwest pen show, aka the Portland pen show, but uh, it's, it's known as the Pacific Northwest pen show held in Portland, Oregon this past weekend. And I wanted to, I, I did a journalism, Mike. I you reached out. I did. Ooh, I did. did you like I reach out for out. comment? Like I would like to. I reached out for comment. Three different 
okay, vendors yeah. I reached out to comment Go for. It's like, radio hey, show, and you've changed, man. <laughs> I've gotten yelled at for my lack of journalism ability before, so oh. I at least attempted. Yeah. I at least made an attempt, Mike. I'm not going to assume that you uh, listened to a recent episode of Upgrade Plus that I did, which is like, it's like we're going way down the stack here. But right. there was a question somebody asked. Oh, no, it was on Upgrade. It was, it was, we're going to do it in Plus, but we did it on just an Upgrade. And somebody asked about, like, if we about like something along the lines of who we consider ourselves journalists. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jason does. I don't. Yeah. And uh, Snell is a capital J journalist. Yes, because he came from that world, right? Like he right. was a real like magazine guy. Like uh, right. And I, I had actually been thinking about it a lot recently, anyway. Um, and I consider myself a technology entertainer by and large. Okay. So okay. I just wanted to share that with you. My thought mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you a, a pentertainer also? also? Well, Although here I, I don't want to steal, just, I don't want to steal that from Pinboy Roy. Yeah, I don't want to steal that from Pinboy Roy. Yeah. Shout out Roy. No, in but, this uh, in this scenario, I'm 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 just Brad's friend. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. <laughs> so anyway, back to the. Um, uh, the Pacific Northwest Pen Show. I, yep. A lot of attendees were reaching out saying, hey, they had a great time, got a bunch of pictures, saw a bunch on Slack, everyone just having a, a big time um, up in Portland on this show. So all the feedback from the attendees I was getting was really, really positive. So I said, hey, well, let me reach out to some of my vendor friends that I know were there. And I, I talked to three. I'm going to I'm gonna list out some some thoughts. I'm not going to put any names to it, right? We keep our sources, you know, close oh. to the desk. That's what the, that's what the big J journalists yeah. do, right? But um, three different uh, comments, and you'll see kind of a running theme here. Um, so the first one, uh, consensus among vendors was overall very positive, great local representation, good demand. So that was, that was kind of the snippet from, from one person I talked to next one was small, but good turnout, great vibe. Locals were pumped. So that's like the first two comments were saying like, they really wanted a show in this area, right? Like the, sh- the show location, right? The locals turned out for yeah. the show. Uh, last one, pleasantly surprised. Vendor attendance ratio was perfect. Well, I'll follow up on that in a second. Uh, good staff and volunteers. Uh, 500 uh, through the door on Saturday, which is big. So I'll, I'll, I'll give some context to that in a minute. Um, if there's any downsides, um, no after hours scene and uh, tough parking situation downtown. Like when you have downtown hotels, um, that's a tough scene. So let me let me add a little bit of context to this. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this. And then we're going to kind of hit on a, a follow-up topic to this as well, which is also why I wanted to do it. So small is good, right? So one of the people I talked to talked about the ratio of vendors to attendees. And you can get yourself into a pickle as a showrunner where you have too many vendors for the amount of people through the door. And this one was very limited in the amount of vendors they have. In fact, it was only going to be a one-day show at one point, and they they added a second day, which I think worked out for everybody, um, it seems like. So there was probably less than 30 vendors there, right? It was like two small Atlanta rooms, right? Like the room that we were in, like at Knock, Mike, it looked mm-hmm. like uh, that size, and then two two rooms of that size of that room we were in, right? So, you know, lots of, that doesn't mean 30 tables. That means 30 different individual vendors. They could have, you know, one, two, three, four, five tables, whatever. And everyone stayed busy enough for the amount of people through the door, 
right? So everyone was happy. Everyone, all the vendors, you know, paid for their trips, made money, all that good stuff. So that was very positive. They were also, the common theme was that the locals or the people who drove, you know, the hour one to two to three hours were very appreciative of the vendors who were there because they haven't had anything in that area for a while, right? Mm. So they felt that feedback was very, very good that they showed up for this show and that the the uh, promoters did a good job of getting those locals in. So that was good. You know, there were some, like I said, you know, there's always going to be like little things that come up at every show, but there were no deal breakers, it seemed like. So it's interesting to see a small show kind of lean into the smallness, right? You know, I don't know what they have plans for in the future in Portland, but it's okay to not be the biggest show on earth. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that's important and I think that gets lost sometimes and that gets lost in some things I do and some things other people do. Like, it's okay to not be the biggest (laughs) or like the number one, right? If you serve your community and your location and your vendors and your attendees well, the size of the show doesn't matter, right? So I thought that was an important takeaway from this show and that seems to be what what the vibe is so i thought it was uh, very good to see like it's i don't envy anyone just up and deciding to put on a pin show in a new location yeah. that seems like very very tough and uh, you know i've had opportunities to to work on things like that and i just i've just never been able to wrap my head around being able to do that so very much props to them i'm glad everyone had a good time so that leads me to my next thought which when we were talking about this on Twitch, just talking about feedback, I was like, you know what? I need to dedicate. I always talk about like what shows I'm going to go to each year, right? Because I can't go to all of them. It's just, I can't travel that much. And I also don't want to keep going to the same shows over and over again, no matter how much fun I have at some of the best pin shows in the world, right? Like San Francisco, Baltimore, Atlanta, you know, all the ones that I go to repeat visits every year, how can I break out of that rotation? And I was like, well, maybe one year I just decide to only go to new pin shows. I was like, well, I can't really do that because I need to go to Atlanta, right? It's like an hour and a half away. It's, that's, that's my Portland, right? The Atlanta pin show is my Portland. Drive an hour and a half, spend a couple of days there. Small show, have fun. So like, I'm not going to give that up. It's like, well, I get a lot out of San Francisco. You know, that's a cool show. You meet a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Baltimore is always great. So I was like, well, how do I eliminate all these fun shows? And I was like, well, maybe I just add in two new shows a year that I haven't been to as a way to like mix it up. And like hmm. the the Pacific Northwest show is like making me think about this. Like, well, how do I fit that into my schedule? It's like, well, if I go into the year, I start making decisions on the two new shows that I want to attend and then work everything else around that. Right. Like my limit is usually like five to six shows a year. And that's a lot. That is a lot of shows for me to do. Like some people like the, the vendors who go to these, like they'll do a lot more than that, but that's just, that's kind of like my cap. So could I have like four, like historically popular shows that I go to you mix in the San Fran's the DC's Baltimore's Phillies Atlanta Orlando Little Rock Dallas all the places I've been to before whatever that rotation is then add add two new ones you know never been to the Pacific Northwest show never been to the Colorado show never been to the Detroit show Columbus there's a ton of them New York Boston 
So make it a focus of mine to, to get to these other shows. So that's my thought going into next year. And maybe I'll do a better job of planning my year out in advance to ensure that I have the the time and the the stress level to manage all the travel that uh, that it requires to to plan a year of of six road shows um, out there. So yeah, that's just Do my you thoughts. And, uh, you might find new things at these shows, or are you like really just going for the vibes? Uh, it's new experiences. Yeah, for the vibes. I'll never yeah. I'll never go to a pen show for new things. Okay. Unless it's like, unless I stumble on local stuff, which is always That's what I was a thinking goal of, of mine. Yeah. It, my intention is not to go, hey, f- let's find the great new local stuff. I think that's a default of, hey, right. I'm going to find that. And that's what I end up spending my time and my money and, uh, on at these at these new shows that I go yeah. to. Like, I love the local parts. But I, I will say that's not my number one goal. My number one goal is just to go and get the vibe of the show and the feel of the town and the location do do they put on a good show like yeah. should someone come to this show to have you know a great day or a great weekend like does it fit that vibe is it worth your time and effort and money and stress and anxiety mm. to to show up and like i you know i've done enough of these over the years like i think i have a decent gauge on that and i would like to go uh, try some of these other shows out so you know that's uh that's on my list of things to do for next year. So I got to figure that out because I'm not getting to enough new pin shows. I'm kind of staying in my same rotation. Like, you know, we got, I can even make it, you know, across the pond, London pin shows, Amsterdam pin shows, you know, back over here, the new LA pin show. I've never been to since they have new owners, St. Louis. I've never been to like, it's just endless. The amount of things I haven't done, but I'm not doing a good enough job at spreading that out. So we'll see. Something something to think about heading yep. into the new year. But because you see stuff like this and you go, huh, that looks fun. Maybe I'll try yeah. to do that next year. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of fun, Mike, yes. we got a new product in here that caught me by surprise. I have not bought a new Retro 51 in quite some time. I don't mm. even know. I'd have mm-hmm. to think about what the last one I bought was. Maybe, gosh, I can't even think of it. I can't even think of it. So I'll have to go look. Maybe Frederick Douglass, which was probably like two years ago. Anyway, Retro 51 Pan Am, Mike. What are your thoughts on the Retro 51 Pan Am edition? Oh, it's a beauty. Yeah. Right? Like, At first, I was a little confused. Sure. Right? Because I was like, if it's the Pan Am edition, why is it just Hawaii? Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh... This is the beginning of a series. And I think the reason that this surprised me is that in the past, when Retro 51 have a new series, they bring out like four. Yes. And this time they have not done that, which I think might be a decent idea, but also makes it like you have to have that second thought about like, why is this Pan Am? Right? Like Mm -hmm. I was expecting Mm -hmm. it to be like, to look like the Pan Am logo or something but yeah, yeah it yeah. seems like i assume they are borrowing from posters that existed like whole pan am posters that existed and then turning those into designs there is also exactly. a thing it's like who owns the pan am you know like who, that you know was I mean? literally like, the next thing out of my mouth yeah. who handles the 
the, the Pan Am estate, from? right? It's like who owns the Elvis Presley estate? Like how are they getting yeah. this licensing? Because Pan Am is only like a design brand now, right? Like there's no there's no airline anymore, no. but it's only like a name and licensing thing, right? Because um, Traveler's Notebooks did a great Pan Am edition years ago. And we've seen like some pencils, I think some from like maybe Blackwing did some Pan Am stuff. Like I love the design. Like that aesthetic is cool. Pan Am has kind of had this rebirth as just like a cool design <laughs> brand now. Um, so yeah, like I'm not necessarily, you know, I, I love the Hawaii poster, but I'm excited to see what like what comes next in this series, right? Like I think it's I think it's a cool collaboration. So I don't know. I was curious what you thought too. Yeah, so. this is a, a very solid start. Like yeah. I don't know what the other posters look like, but I bet they're going to be good. And this is like a this is a good one, right? Like this yeah. is a really nice one. Yeah, I I mean, I, it's hard to beat some of these graphics, right? It just uh, it's it's really good. So I'm I'm anxious to see this. Maybe I'll pick this one up, maybe not. But I, I'm more anxious to see like okay, there's going to be a, a group of these, and I would like to see see what else they got, what else they're up to. So uh, if I if I decide to pick up this uh, Hawaii pen, I might. Uh, review it over at the pen addict uh, penaddict.com my squarespace blog mike how did i end up there because squarespace is the best and they've also been supporting this show for a super long time squarespace is the only one platform for building your brand and growing your business online you can stand out with a beautiful website engage with your audience and sell your products services or the content you create squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. With Squarespace, you can make the most of Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next generation website design system to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. You can start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. You can organize all of your content in the new asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all your content from one place. No more scrambling to find the right content. You can manage all your files from one central hub and use them across the whole Squarespace platform. And you will be able to know what you need to grow your business with analytics you can learn with your site visits and where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content squarespace continues to get better and better over time go and check out all of their awesome new features if you haven't already go to squarespace.com and sign up for a free trial today and when you're ready to launch go to squarespace.com penaddict and use the code penaddict to save 10 percent of your first purchase of a website or domain that is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you decide to sign up to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM alright special special shout out to my segues today I've been very on point you've been on it everyone's me. super proud of you including <clears throat> me thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well, I need everyone's help now because a box landed on my doorstep yesterday that I've been waiting for and have been anxious about. And it uh, contained not just 15 pins, Mike. It contained 15 different nibs in those 15 pins. And do you know where those might have been from? I have absolutely good, zero idea. <laughs> our good friends at Pilot. <laughs> so um, Wait, Pilot North America. Uh, uh, 
So, yeah, like, uh, gosh, I guess it's been almost two years now where Pilot announced that in the 912 lineup, which is kind of one of their core pen size pen sizes that they sell, that they are expanding the nib availability in the U.S. market from, at the time, it was probably like seven nib choices maybe you could have, which is a lot, to all 15 nib choices they offered in the Japanese market. So we're going to kind of go over this. But the idea that Pilot North America has is they have this set of nibs. They must have multiple sets because they go to pen shows and they have all these tester sets out there now. And like they sent me this one and said, yeah, you know, have fun, play with it. They didn't say like, hey, bring it to the DC pen show so we can display them there. You know, maybe that's the underlying thing that uh, we need to talk about. But uh, it's like, you know, I'm not very fast. So I, I let them know that, yeah, like, yeah, no problem. No problem. Do what you got to do. So I have these nibs, then they've been around uh, to other friends uh, in the stationary realm, like Ink Dependence Mike. We'll put a link into his YouTube channel where he reviewed all of these nibs. So now the set's in my hands and I'm wondering what to do with them, Mike. I'm obviously going to talk about them. And my initial thought was, well, I don't really know that I want to do like a blog review, 15 blog reviews for 15 nibs. You know, I will probably do like a singular review and discuss, you know, why we have all these nibs and, you know, what the, what your options are. Like, I think that'll be a good like informational blog post, but I'm thinking I'm going to do like an Instagram review of each nib, right? That way it's like a shorter form, one nib per post, you know, make it into a story, something like that. Maybe just stuff to share on like social media, maybe threads, Mike, uh, but certainly like uh microblog and, and Mastodon. Um, but yeah, this is kind of wild. They're literally sitting here all on my desk uh, as, as I'm talking to you and I I'm not like stressing about it, right? Like it's a big project to undertake, but I'm thinking it's going to be fun. And I guess real quick, let me read off the nibs, Mike, which is is crazy that they they are actually this many uh, different nibs. And and before I do that, let me just say in context, we talk about pilot nibs all the time on the pens, various pens that we bought over the years. I'm a huge fan of pilot nibs already, right? It's in the in the Japanese market, it's the big three. It's Sailor, Platinum, um, and Pilot. And I've always said that Pilot has the best nib for everyone, right? It's just kind of the most best out nib out-the-box experience of any nib for someone just kind of going into this for the first time and then discovering that, oh, there's these non-standard nibs out there that are available. So let me read them off real quick, Mike, these 15 nibs. We go from extra fine to fine, to fine medium, to medium, to broad, to double broad. And then we have our soft options, Mike. Soft fine, soft fine medium. That's a lot. Soft medium. And then we get into specialty nibs, the posting nib, the Falcon, the FA, Ooh. the Waverly, the Stub, the Course, and the Music. So there's going to be a quiz later, Mike. I'm going to need you to... Uh, I'm going to give you the initial and you're going to have to tell me what each of those mean. Okay. And we're going to, there's going to be a grade. The only nib that I don't think I have or that they don't have in the U S market. And it's on the Japanese site, which I'm looking at. There's an S nib for signature, which that makes nib number 16. Uh, I actually have 15 nibs. I don't think I have the S nib. So what should I do with all these nibs, Mike? 
uh, besides keep them and never send them back to Pilate. Sorry, Pilate. Well, I simple I sympathize with what you were saying earlier in the sense mm-hmm. of writing 16 reviews is an mm-hmm. untenable situation to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, let's be realistic, the difference between the, what was it, fine, fine, and fine, fine medium, like, <laughs> there really isn't much to say there. Yeah. I guess there is maybe like a more of a meta story to tell having when you do get around to using them of why are they even doing this? Like mm-hmm. what are pilot mm-hmm. hoping to actually realistically achieve by offering mm-hmm. all of these nibs outside of Japan? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a the proper context to put this in because even at the beginning in rattling off all these nibs, like, when you're talking about buying a pen in this price range, like these are low to mid two hundreds, I think, you know, these are all 14 karat gold nibs. And this, the, the nine twelve has been a pen that I've been a fan of forever because I think it's one of the best quality and value gold nib pens out there. Sure. Um, but it only comes in kind of like the black and rhodium trim, right? That's the, the one, the one fallback, but now they've expanded this nib lineup and it gives people an opportunity to go, you know what? I really enjoy Pilot Medium Nibs, right? So I've used a Pilot Medium Nib. Maybe I've used a steel one before. And maybe I want to upgrade into a gold nib pen. And I've got this now. And thinking, okay, I enjoy how I write. What are my other options now? So this is like a tier two or tier three type of situation, right? Once you've gotten past the beginning type of stuff, you get your first gold nib fountain pen. Then you start thinking about what else is out there for how I write? Can I do something unique? You know, do I go for something wild like the Falcon nib, which is exceedingly popular out there because it's got a lot of bounce and a little bit of a little bit of flex to it. And it's just an enjoyable writer. Or do you go... I, I think the posting nib is just completely off the deep end. It's my probably my favorite nib of all time, but it's not a nib that everyone should use, right? Like this is great of pilot to have these nibs at pen shows for you to test, right? I've hear heard Brad not shut up about a PO nib. Should I try it? Oh my gosh, this is terrible, right? <laughs> That's actually how I ended up with my PO nib is because I was raving about the one I had on loan. Someone went and bought it after I raved about it. They said, it's terrible. Do you want to buy it? I said, yes, <laughs> right? So this is great um, by Pilot to have these available at pen shows. So out of all these nibs, the one I'm most interested in testing is the Waverly nib, which is... A little bit of a tip that's turned up a little bit and so the pilot's description is medium lettering with an upward turn nib easy to use in any writing style regardless of writing angle for those who write correspondence or use slightly larger lettering right so it's a it's going to make a little bit wider line that i'm used to mm-hmm. but i think the shape of the nib will add some interesting characteristics to my handwriting so Again, I think I'm going to do something small for each nib just to have fun, kind of like pick out like a phrase or something to like consistently write and then just do like a post for each each little nib and say course why I like it or why I don't like it. For me, yeah, I've never the, seen a coarse nib before. Yeah, so the coarse would be, it's probably going to be one of my least favorites because it's <laughs> big and round. Like coarse and double broad, like, yeah, like, I, love I mean, I'm going to try them. 
right? Or or as the the pilot site calls it, broad broad. broad I mean, broad. I sh- we should start calling the BBs broad broad. That seems broad, broad. more fun than double broad. Um, yeah, those are generally not. Those are your your marker lines, right? Just big, round, no variance. Um, so, hey, Mike, what's the difference between coarse and double broad? You know, that's something I'm going to be able to figure out here today, right? Or not today, but, you know, with this little project. How is the, does, how does the coarse different from the broad, the double broad? So, you know, that's one of those things. So how does, can you actually tell the difference between a soft, fine medium and a fine medium? No, I can tell you right now. (laughs) So those are some of the things I'm going to think about. So anyway, I appreciate pilot sending me these. Um, They're making the rounds. I would like to know, Brad, is does Mm -hmm. this actually make sense to do? Like is, does, is this, a good business decision. Like maybe you can't answer that, but that's what I would yeah. like to know. Like realistically, does offering 16 nib types, mm-hmm. is that a benefit or is it a disadvantage? Is it too much choice? Because right. like, okay. I look at this, I don't know which one of these to buy. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it is unrealistic that you could send 16 pens to everyone, you know, like they got, you know, right. You can't send. Right. So like, how am I going to know truly if I would enjoy using course? Like I never right. would have bought a music nib. I have have a couple of music nibs because I got to try one first. And so right. like, this is just the complication of it of like, you can offer all of these, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, my cost? initial thoughts. Yeah. Like I'm going to think about this a lot. My initial thought when you see something like this to me is a long play, right? This is, Hey, we want to teach people. We want to show people, you know, we want people to learn. And here is a way that we can do that. Like at pen shows, for example, like everyone's obviously not in the the fortunate situation that I'm in. I don't take that for granted where these land on my desk. Right. Or not everyone can get to a pen show, but you can have, you know, people, can now discuss oh i tried this course nib i liked it i didn't like it pros cons things like that and now it's at least a discussion point to where they have all these certain nibs that other manufacturers don't make and people will start to consider hey should i look at an fa nib for example if i want a little bit more line variation or a little bit of bounce and flex you know should i look at a music nib if i want something like you know, wide and wet with a little bit of line variation as yep. well. So I think it's it's more of a, a long play, not a short term, let's impact the bottom line. Um, you know, because this is probably <laughs> the antithesis of that, having 16 different gold, 14 karat gold nibs being manufactured all the time, uh, given the given the precious materials market over the past few years, right? <laughs> so uh, that's that's my initial thoughts. But you know, I'll think about it some more, and I'll I'll talk to Pilot. You know, I'm obviously going to talk to Pilot over this, and maybe that that's something good to put in the review um, when I do just kind of like the overall post. Um, you know, probably at the end of this, you know, when I wrap up, um, like talking about each nib, you know, maybe the overarching um, recap of this and maybe get some some conversation with Pilot um, about why they think this is important. Where are these available? Um, any retailer that sells the 912, you can choose from this category of 15 nibs. Like if you so go to Pen Chalet right now, they just go have to the 912. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop down, That's boom, all nibs. Like you can literally just roll over to Pen Chalet right now and hit the 912 and you'll have that choice. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm super intrigued to try and understand what the um what the thinking is mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. this because that is an astounding amount of choice paralysis to put on a customer. Yep. Yep. So it's like, oh, would you um, like extra fine, fine, soft fine, or medium fine? Or soft fine medium. <laughs> <laughs> right so i like, think oh. <laughs> see and that's that's why i brought this up today because yeah. i think that's a good thing that i haven't thought about is like hey let me get pilot on the record here and pilot tell me why you did this yeah. like why do you have this choice and, and what their do, thought process is do you actually is. think it's the right choice because like mm-hmm. of course it is i mean you're i mean that's that's why i don't do all the big j journalism because of course they're gonna say yes like the obvious is obvious. Well, I don't think they can answer. Is it the right choice? I, I, I but like I think you need to answer because it's like this was a product yeah. that existed, right? The custom nine twelve. Yes. And so I and assume, you had this choice in Japan for a while before we had it in the US. Yes. But I'm assuming that like it was a product that did well, but now and like it did well what it was, but now it's like how how I'm just the thing that I can't get my head around is is the customer journey. Sure. Of buying one of these fifteen options, right? I think it's a really good question. Great question, yeah. Because, yeah, you've got one, two, three, four, five pens. A third of this selection has the word "fine" in the name. Mm-hmm. So, if I want a fine nib, yeah. we've now taken one nib, right? Mm-hmm. That I could buy mm-hmm. before, or maybe two. You know, I could probably go and get a. Extra fine or a fine. Extra fine. Mm-hmm. And now we've got, we've like more than doubled my options. And so that's mm-hmm. what I mean. It's just like an interesting, it is good, but it is also, I, I don't think it is like uncomplicated to the customer, right? Maybe we need, we, we need one of those uh, Apple shortcuts Q&As, like what nib are you? <laughs> sure mike is a soft fine what they medium. need is a is an online quiz <laughs> they need like the bud the buzzfeed <laughs> quiz to help you understand what what kind of pilot nib are you you know that's what we need <laughs> thanks for Actually, listening to this episode of the pen addict if you'd like to keep up with us online there is a growing multitude of ways in which you can do that <laughs> but what i'll say to you is if you want to find us online you want to find us on social media brad is pen addict and i'm i mike I am YKE. You will probably find us by looking for those usernames yeah. wherever you may use your social media. That's that's been the best thing about this landscape that we're in is I get pen addict everywhere yep. now. See a dowdyism. <laughs> Didn't want to be you, <laughs> you know. Thankfully, I'm no glad. More, no more. I've only got one username to spell now, and that's mine. Mm-hmm. You go to penaddict.com and spokedesign.com for Brad's work. Brad streams three times a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Wednesdays kind of around 11.30 or so. Mm-hmm. If you want to find me online, you can go to relay.fm where you'll find this show along with many others that I host and hosted by a cavalcade of wonderful personalities. You can also find my products over at cortexbrand.com. Thank you to Squarespace and Pen Chalet for their support of this week's episode. But as always, thank you the most for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>